Hello, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to our channel. Welcome back to our podcast. This is All the Right Reasons with Kayla and Debbie. And Hi. today is another, um, yes, Deb is here. She's looking gorgeous. Oh, um, you. <laughs> you're welcome. Today's another tea party. It's our second tea party. Um, we did tea the party. first one. This tea is party. <laughs> <laughs> we did one. We did our first one last weekend and we did it for like VIP cast and just kind of like chatting about the franchise of Bachelor Nation and, and about our first It was just venting. It was just, <laughs> we had the one of the best times ever we've had <laughs> in these videos and these chats. So we're doing that again today. The main topic is definitely this interview that Nate Olukoya did with Nick Vial on Ooh. Thursday. Oh, yeah. If you guys have been watching our um, channel for a while, especially during Michelle's season, we definitely had opinions and thoughts about, like, Nate, Michelle, their relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of our highest viewed videos is on their breakup. And so I think, you know, we had to talk about Nate's side really unpacking. And he... The man Ooh. of God delivered. He unpacked all right. He unpacked like, all of it. All okay. of it? He, all he of left it. no stone unturned, but he did it very respectfully. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're going to touch on it. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say now, Deb, I think that we're going to talk about what was said and what Nate said, but like, if you can go watch it for yourself, like literally go Absolutely. on YouTube and watch it because yeah. don't just even just listen. If you can go watch his facial expressions, mm -hmm. watch everything yeah. because it really will give you the full perspective of like Absolutely. his side. Totally. Um, so don't just take our word for it. Go take a listen for yourself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but first uh, I wanted to um, address something that we talked about in our um, episode, our fantasy suite part two breakdown um which if you haven't watched it yet you can go watch that we just put that up um but at the beginning of that episode we touched on this whole thing that just came out about eric and him performing blackface back in high school and in that episode we were like he needs to say something now oh yeah Big <laughs> he needs to say something right now and um and he did so um he did very very quickly so that was great to see so i figured we just kind of like address his apology his statement um and then just kind of like i wanted to you know touch on again the blackface thing and just kind of like talk through that a little bit cuz i felt like i kind we kind of fumbled a little through it the last one and didn't really give like clear understanding what well, I mainly did <laughs> so well yeah um, you just wanted to clarify the phrase black fishing versus black face yes two yes. very different things and when you two originally said things. it I was like oh are they calling it something different now because I'd never heard of black fishing but once you explain right. what it is I'm like oh okay I get it like <clears throat> and it's 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 good because it we can educate people on just what yeah that is and what the different yeah. terms mean and things like that so yeah because a lot of people don't see problems with it um well specifically black fishing but anyway we'll, we'll get there and we'll just touch on it it's not going to be like a long <laughs> soliloquy just yeah clarification so let's first read eric's um post i'll pull it up for the youtubers who are watching you can read it together so this is his official instagram page um 
I hope I'm not cutting anything off. I believe this is the whole statement. That's the, yeah, whole, statement. the whole thing. Yeah. So the picture is just like a black box giving very much June 2020. <laughs> very much. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, yeah. Okay. So it reads, or do you want to read it, Deb? Sure. I wholeheartedly apologize for the insensitive photo of me in blackface from my high school yearbook that has been circulating. What I thought at the time was a representation of my love for Jimi Hendrix was nothing but in ignorance. I was naive to the hurtful implications of my actions to the black community and those closest to me and will forever regret my offensive and damaging behavior. I am deeply ashamed of my actions and understand that my apology is only the first step in taking accountability. So very straightforward, very, mm-hmm. I mean, he hit all the points he needed to hit, you know, um, he was just trying to dress up like Jimi Hendrix <laughs> and it's, you know, right. just like if I was going to dress up for, like somebody for Halloween, I'm not going to paint my face white. Like it's just not necessary <laughs> if I want to yeah. be, if I want to be, I don't know, who who can I pick? Kate Middleton or something for, <laughs> for Halloween. I'm not going to, you know, so it's the same. Just don't, you don't need to go that far. You can dress up like yeah. Jimi Hendrix. I mean, even, I don't know. Okay. Do you feel like just wearing the Afro would be offensive? I know. Like, I thought about that as well. Yeah. I thought about that as well. Like, I don't think. I don't think it's I the think, Afro necessarily. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's the Afro necessarily. Yeah. Um, but it's I just, think. You don't need to go that for, far. That step yes. of like putting. Yeah. like paint on your face it, you just yeah. don't need to go that far guys okay <laughs> exactly people listening yeah go ahead exactly and I mean like again you know well first let me just address I really do like I like the I like the apology I, I appreciate it mm-hmm. and I also mainly appreciate how quickly he got on it totally. um and who knows if like production kind of hemmed and hawed over whether or not he should say something now or later and I'm Assuming that he was like, no, now potentially, um, but or maybe the the you know they learned from the Rachel situation. That's to just what I was going to say. I think they yeah. learned their lesson from that. For <laughs> sure, like, we um, got to get ahead of this quick. But go yeah. ahead, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I would have liked a video. I think that would have been a little bit more personal and would have felt more. It would have. I think I would have felt it a little bit more because this feels this feels a little like um distant to me okay um like anyone could have written this but hearing it from yeah. his mouth would have been nice yeah um, I that. and I also think there is a potential for ABC to bring it up at after the final rose and I don't want it to become the whole thing of after the final rose I think you know if him and Gabby are together let's celebrate that but if y'all are going to bring up Nate's controversy about like controversy about like his ex he wasn't even final four and it was literally about his ex then y'all y'all can absolutely let him have a platform to speak on something racist. <laughs> He's the final pick. Yeah. I don't know. I would appreciate that. I think that would show a lot in mm-hmm. terms of the franchise. They've been very much failing at yeah. this space of just being yeah. aware of just being yeah. racially forward and you know, all of that. They've done better diverse wise in terms of casting and stuff. But yeah, so I don't know. That's those are my initial thoughts. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. I think, you know, just clarify the the difference between yeah, black for and black sure. fishing. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I know like you said, you kind of like looked it up and stuff and researched. I it. did. So um, I think the again, the reason even why we're kind of like 
were kind of like, yo, the painting of the face is really what is bothersome um, is because of just what it stood for back in the day. I'll pull up, pull up a yeah. photo and I don't mean for this to be like a history lesson, y'all. I just really want to like, no, it's, yeah, it's great. Yep. Um, great. I was literally just, like, just thinking about this this morning. Like, yes. Yeah. So this is like, yeah. this is a, like, uh, so people can a, see the far extreme of it exactly. and how it started and how, yes, it may not be mm-hmm. as bad as this, like overlining your lips or like, because a lot of mainstream celebrities have been called out for doing like, even someone like Jimmy Fallon, like yeah, he did an impression of, he was doing an impression of Chris Rock on Saturday Night Live and he, mm-hmm. and he did blackface not, and, and not even like, yeah in a way that was like this, like caricature-esque and just, he mm-hmm. was just imitating him and it was hilarious. Of course, but of course. it was in hindsight, like, yeah, we just can't do that yeah. anymore. We just can't. So we have to be, it, it's just, yeah. I think, I think so. So first let me like differentiate blackface um, and kind of just explain like, you know, this was, this is a, literally a poster for like a, I guess kind of a, a show, com- a comedy show back in the 1900s. Um, and yeah, blackface, blackface was used as like a theatrical kind of yeah. like form of makeup um, and dress for like performers. But it, it was to kind of spread these racial stereotypes such as the quote, happy-go-lucky darky on the plant- mm-hmm. on the plantation or the quote, dandified coon. Um, and so, and then of course, like even further you know, there was a lot of stuff in, in media and like there were radio shows of people of these what two white men who would pretend to be black men. And it was just constant like narratives being pushed into culture and society and people's minds about how you should look at black people. Yeah. And usually it was to put us down and make sure that like white superiority was mm-hmm. always superior. Yep. Um and to made us, us seem and made us seem like Mm-hmm. either animal like or just very yeah. foolish or, or or like lesser intelligent just yeah. very you know yeah yeah perpetuating that as yeah perpetuating okay. that totally yeah. and i think the issue of why it's like touchy is because 1900s was not that long ago y'all it really wasn't it was but it wasn't mm-hmm. um and you know, the blackface, blackface declined in popularity beginning in 1940s. So Mm -hmm. really, it really wasn't that long ago when it like really stopped. So it's like, sometimes there needs to be a lot of space. Like it's just too soon sometimes to just be like, oh yeah, it's cool. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like throw some blackface on. It's just what it, what it represented is just, it was so not okay. It was very devious. It's very, Mm -hmm. so the you know the agenda behind it and so I think that's why black people anyone who's aware mm-hmm. of like that history is like yeah no we don't do that because yeah. of the Listen, optics, even, it even happened represent? with like mm-hmm. people of color like Rita Moreno was ta- has talked about like when she was on West Side Story they they because she's Hispanic but even with her they were like no you need to be darker mm-hmm. and she's like why can't I just be me I'm I'm Hispanic like what and then you yeah. know, they came for like Zoe Saldana one time because mm. she played Nina Simone in a movie and she basically did blackface. So it's not even just yeah. the necessary white person, yeah. you know, painting their face, but you making yourself darker to mm-hmm. portray someone else is just kind of like, no, you could have just played. We know you're not Nina Simone. Just play her. 
with your skin tone. We know the real Nina Simone was darker, but it's fine. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, right. you know, this is a biopic. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Absolutely. You know? And in hindsight, she's come out like, yeah, that was crazy. Y'all, I'm sorry for that. But um, yeah. I, again, it's something that we're still learning that mm-hmm. it's like, it's unfortunate, but it, we're still yeah. learning that, that it's just like, stop. Let's Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the other thing of why, so let me explain black fishing for a little, and then I promise we'll, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> so I did miss in the last video we posted and said that he was black fishing black fishing is different black fishing is more about like appropriating um mm-hmm. black features and and makeup and maybe culture um kind of like appearing like for an example like white passing girls or straight white girls like getting their skin very very dark to where they look like me and deb or something and mm-hmm. like overdrawing the lips and overdoing like their whole kind of style looking like they're a black, they're a black girl or they're a black person, even trying to like kind of talk in AAVE, like, which is African-American vernacular English, like taking, like taking our culture and kind of like using as their own. And I think Mm -hmm. the icky thing about that is that (laughs) coming off of the, you know, piggybacking off what we just talked about, it's like, that was like our culture was used against us in a way. Yeah. And now you like are kind of taking it on as like a plus for you. Like you already yeah. have privilege enough. Right. Okay? Right. Like it's a little just like. It's a lot. It's just icky. Um, it is. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So or like I mean, even that yeah. idea that it's like, oh, I'm talking like I'm talking black. Because we both went through like being black girls that were like you talk like a white girl. Like that idea yeah. that talking black means that you talk like in broken English or you talk a certain way. Like, what are we talking? Like, no. What does that mean? (laughs) What does that even mean? Like some people talk however they talk and whether they're black, white or whatever, it doesn't, you know? So I I think, yeah, it's the stereotype. It's the classic stereotype. And again, so we're going to move on, but I, I, you know, again, we want to say we're not experts on any of this. We're not coming at trying to come off as some kind of, you know, historians or any kind, we don't got no PhDs in none of this. We're just, you know, we think it's interesting and important for us as black women, podcasters, Mm -hmm. YouTubers to bring this up and give our perspective. Um, But yeah, we're not experts on any of this at all. So, Um, but no, I I think it was, I appreciate his apology. I do. And um, yeah. Do I want to see him say something on AFR about it? I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like in between. I'm in between. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. do. But then I feel like sometimes it's so awkward to go. It depends on what the tenor of AFR is. If they're super happy and like, we're in love and we're together. And like, yeah. You know, that's then it. Then the tenor is going to feel kind of like, oh, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, but if the tenor is just like, we're not together, it's kind of a heavy AFR anyway then, hey, we might as well just kind of bring it in there. I don't know. But yeah, I feel that. let's move on to Vile yeah. Files with Nate Olukoya and just talk about, you know, our thoughts about just the interview and, and you know, we'll kind of, we'll go through it a little bit. We'll try to keep this as short as we can, but we're going to go through just like our thoughts about different aspects of it. So, so first off, they talked about, you know, tell us a story about how you got on the show Again, we want you guys to go watch it. So we're not going to give you every little thing that he said. But um, here's my question, Kay. The story yeah. that he tells about how he got on the show, 
How do you feel about that story? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I honestly think it's possible. Um, I think it is. I think that, you know, the whole thing of like, oh, I met this guy. He was going to go on the show. And then he was like, actually, I can't because I'm, you know, pursuing to be a lawyer. So what if what if I just send them your your profile? And then, you know, the thing of like, oh, they called me like 10, 11 times. I'm like, okay, But (laughs) at the same time, those producers are really wild. Like I could see somebody maybe not 10, 11 times, but bugging him, like calling him at least a good handful of times. Like, Mm -hmm. like you got to come because he really is quintessential Michelle's type. And I think they Mm -hmm. they knew that. That's why he was the first out of the limo. Yeah. Totally. Um, so I think they really, really were like, no, look, like this, they had a feeling maybe, and they were just not letting up, but 10, 11 times. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Here's what I, here's where, <laughs> and I'll be honest, in the beginning of this interview, I was very much like, okay, like laughing about a lot of things he said or like rolling my eyes. I was not giving him the benefit of the doubt from the very beginning, but then I was. he, he kind of won me over later. But at this point in the beginning- For me, this story sounds, it just sounds very like far-fetched. One, like you met somebody and then they're texting you saying that like, hey, I don't have any friends. Can I hang out with you? Like that just doesn't sound like something that guys do. Like guys in their age range, hey, I moved to a new town. Can I be your friend? I don't have any friends. So can I be your friend? I was like, really? I don't know. I don't buy it. I just don't buy the story. I think like even the 10, 11 times I said no. To me, it wasn't they called 10, 11 times. It was like I said no 10 or 11 times. I just don't buy it. I think. Well, what do you think he'd like? Why do I lie about that? I I think for me, I think he just doesn't want to come off as though he was kind of down for to to go on the show. Like I agree with Dimitri. Dimitri kind of says this sometimes where he's just like, people come off as though like, oh, I didn't want to have anything to do with the show. Very above it. Yeah. Like, but it's like, to me, there's nothing wrong with him just saying, like, I thought it might be interesting. It might be fun. At first I said, no, I believe he probably said no the first time, but then I don't think it was 10, 11 times. And to (laughs) me, I also don't think like, if you really were that aloof and didn't care, you wouldn't be talking to your friends and family about like, what do they think about it? And Hey, should I try this? Like if you were that unserious about it, you would just not, it wouldn't even be a thing that you're bringing up to talk to your friends or family about, (laughs) but he brings that in like, Oh, they were like, Hey, try it. Go ahead and do it. Like, it's fine. You wanted to come on the show. It's fine. Like, that's okay. okay. You don't have to come off like, I didn't want to do this from the beginning. Anyway. Okay. So we don't, we, we can skip that. What were your expectations? How open were you? That whole thing. Who cares? Okay. Next, the next big, the next big topic that they kind of talked about was just this perception of him being an mm-hmm. F boy. Yeah. And, you know, what is that about, you know, you know, Nick kind of just asked him like, Hey, that was the perception. And is that something you get? And, so I don't know. What did you think about just that whole thing of the F boy persona yeah. or the F boy perception? And you know, yeah, I, I liked that Nick asked him this question. First of all, mm-hmm. Nick, like I know a lot of people will be hating on Nick. I'm a fan. Like he really is good at his job. Like he really is. He's a great interviewer. He's so natural. He's Absolutely. cut straight to the point, but in a respectful way. Um. But anyway, yeah, he asked. I like that he asked this question, and I think that. 
I believed Nate's story because I, I like just kind of again like for those who watched um, our prior um, recaps of like Michelle's season, like yeah, we we definitely had criticisms of Nate and how mm-hmm. he was on the show, like how he like was off the show, even his whole look. I don't know if we ever thought he was an F boy. I don't exactly. remember ever feeling like we we thought he was an F boy. Same, same. Yeah, and I was, I'm going to clarify how I felt, but no, I agree. Yes, yeah, and I'm going to sure. clarify right now. I think yeah. that the reason why I believe Nate and his whole explanation of like I'm actually a relationship guy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand this whole like just sleep with anything that moves, just talking anything that moves. Like that's too. He's like that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't handle that. Like whatever, whatever. Um, and I, I feel like my whole thing with Nate was that I don't. It's not that I don't believe he's a relationship guy. I think my whole thing was just like, you're not serious. Like you're not. You've never been in a relationship that's like, oh, I could see being with this girl forever. Like how he felt about Michelle. So right. I believed him, and I think the other piece that I loved he talked that he talked about was like how mm-hmm. mainly it's based off based off of his appearance. Mm-hmm. being tall being a black man excuse me having tattoos having yeah. piercings um wearing jewelry yeah. um and having like a pretty face it's like mm-hmm. you yeah. know and his and just having conversations with his dad about yeah. like being a black man and how that's going to be perceived in his skin color and i think that that's that is an unfair perception to put on him just because of how he looks like he's Absolutely. been getting it since he was like in high school you know yeah and so but he was kind of like yo I don't really let it bother me but like till it was on the show mm-hmm. I felt like you know I to me it seemed like he felt like he had to defend himself but I'm glad yeah. that he cleared that up and I I agreed with him I mean I uh, believed him Understood. Rather. Yeah, yeah so okay so first for me like it, well let me just say this first it did make me because they kind of brought up the tattoos and it did make me kind of think like you know what's so funny it's so true like is it the tats because that was a question yeah. you kind of said like man is it my tattoos yeah um and I thought and it was it was so interesting because Nick they kind of said something about Nick getting his tattoos after he met his girlfriend or something and it was weird because I paused it and I was I was looking at Nick and all his tattoos because I never noticed that Nick had all these tattoos and Mm. I was like yo it's so true if Nick came on (laughs) The Bachelor right now The Bachelorette and looked the way he looks now because he looks very different from how he looked when he was on Andy's season or Caitlyn's season you know what I mean he glowed Mm. up like a lot he did he did (laughs) he He glowed up a lot like he's hella sexy now and he he was a total dweeb when he was on there. <laughs> Sorry to say, but like, it's funny because when they said that, I said, you know what? If Nick walked in the way he looks right now, I would be like F boy. Yeah. F boy. Right. Yeah. But see, let me say this though. I agree with you. I don't think we were necessarily calling Nate an F boy up until that point. Like when we mm. were watching him on the show for yeah. me, and I think it's because we're black women. So we know that you can't judge a book by its cover because we have brothers, we have black yep men in our lives and we know how they're perceived so we weren't judging Nate off of him being tall and gorgeous and having a lot of tats Mm -hmm. um I think if anything it made me more intrigued by Nate because when I went to his Instagram it was super intellectual and then he has these earrings and tats and Mm -hmm. he just he seemed like this enigma that was really really interesting I could see why Michelle was so attracted to him yeah but for me, what we, I feel like we were judging him on was just what he would say, like his responses yeah. and the things he would say on the show. 
It mm -hmm. didn't necessarily, I wouldn't call it F boy. So mm -hmm. maybe I need another definition for the kind of guy I think Nate is, which is that I don't think Nate is the guy that has sex with every girl he meets or wants to have sex with every girl he meets. I just categorize Nate as someone, like you said, he's just not serious and he's not going to put the effort in for a relationship. Like yeah. even him saying, I'm a relationship guy, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't that's know. That's not, that. yeah. Well, I don't because, know if that's the definition that we would use for that. Right. But here's my thing like him saying that, I'm like, you want to believe this, but I don't know if it's true. I know you don't want to believe you're, you're an F boy and you're not, but you are the guy that is not serious enough to put in the effort enough to like be in a relationship all that much. Well, well let me just say I this. think, yeah. Let me say this really quick. How old okay. is Nate? Well, How I think he's like a year older than me, like 28 or something. Really? He's only 28. Mm hmm. Okay. So when he was with Michelle, when he was on the show, he was like 27? Yeah. Okay. Because I thought he was like 28 on the show and now he's like 29-ish. But he's- No, okay. but like, I mean- It's apples and years. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it was like, you're saying you're a relationship guy, but you've been in two relationships. Like, mm -hmm. so to me, that doesn't say you're a relationship guy. You're not a relationship Well, it could have been like long relationships or the way I took it okay. was- He's like, if I'm going to be, I'm going to be with one person. I'm not going to be like dating like five girls at once. That's how I right, took it, which okay. I think you can do that without being like, cause then right. he started explaining, like, I know guys who like were with girls for six years mm -hmm. and like, they just never saw dating, like marrying her or like mm -hmm. being with her, which is like a whole nother topic, whole nother conversation. But yeah, I think, you know, he's saying like, you know, then well, that was, he was kind of explaining something else, but yeah, again, I, got like, I think, yeah, I think that's how I took what he was saying was just like, if I'm going to date someone, I'm going to be with that person and that's going to be what it is. Yeah. And then I also think that the way that he handled, and we'll talk about it, he handled him and Michelle's relationship show oh, that absolutely. he is willing to put in the work. That's when he won me over. When he talked about yep. Michelle, I like, but, but yeah, just as far as this, the F boy thing, I, for me, I think there is a difference between an F boy who just wants to have sex with everything female that moves or any, anything that moves. Totally. Um, versus, uh, maybe there should be another word for just it. Just serious, like yes, just kind of like an f boy who's like, yeah, if I meet you, like we can we can go hook we can hook up. Maybe he's not hooking up with a different girl every weekend, but he's. I don't know. Just, yeah. I don't know. I don't buy that you're a you know I'm a softie from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Like I'm just I'm a I'm an, I'm not. I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Like I don't I don't think he believes. I think he really believes what he's saying. But I don't, I just don't buy it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, just, honestly, to me, also honestly, F-boy could mean like, you're not looking for, you're not looking to like settle down, but he's still really young. So he'll, yeah. He'll there. It, yeah. And I, and then just to like, in defense of him, I, I do yeah. think there that there is some, like, we, we don't really know if that's yeah, the case, that's if true. you're going to sleep with somebody on the weekend or you're really just going out to hang with your friends and mm -hmm. it's like, you're really just chilling. Like, right. you don't know that or not. Like, he really could be a nice, he really could just be like, no, I really am just a sweet guy. Like, mm -hmm. I'm chilling. Like, I'm not trying yeah. to be extra. I think that there's definitely, I, I feel like that's, that. I believed him. I did. Yeah. I think in terms of marriage is like my priority. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know about no, that. Not right now. Right. I don't know if I could say the same thing about, I mean, I mm-hmm. want to be married. Don't get me wrong. But like, yeah. you know, it's like we're young still. We have time. And it's like, I don't know. Anyway, let's anyway, let's, let's do the move next on. piece. Yes, let's move on. It's so much more interesting. Than it this. does. So when it gets to this is where he really won me over. So that beginning was where I was like, okay, Nate. But <laughs> when okay. he won me over was when he started talking about Michelle. And how did you feel that, you know, the question Nick asked was like, explain how was that first meeting? Like, how did you feel about her? Um, And when he talked about, you know, her beauty, her smile, Mm -hmm. and then he talked about like, she has the cutest nose ever. Like, I'm a nose guy. (laughs) Like, I thought that was so cute. Like, I just was like, whoa, that's cute. Like, I. It was very sincere. It was sincere. It's like little things like that. You can see that it, it was more than just like the quintessential like surface stuff, but then it yep. was just like, you can feel the endearment that he felt toward her. And he still feels toward her to be honest, Absolutely. especially when he thinks about that time in their relationship yeah. and how, how much, how into her, like he was. And mm-hmm. yeah. What did you feel about like, just because even, okay. So let me ask this. Cause then okay. Nick kind of went into people kind of doubted your overall sincerity of this relationship, your overall sincerity in this relationship. And so just talk about how you fell in love or what, how, what was that moment? And then, you know, how did you go to being the guy who gets engaged? Like right. being the guy who didn't want to be on the show, but now yeah. you're engaged. Yeah. Like, what did you think of that whole, Yeah. that whole him, him just talking about being in love with her, falling in love with her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've, of course, like, and even in him, he started responding, but then Nick kind of was like, oh, no, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you've never been in love, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, until now. So how did you know, you know, yeah. what that was? And he basically just said, like, it's because I was seeing, I've ne- I dated girls before, but I never, like, saw, like, I want to marry her. I want to have kids mm-hmm. with her. Like, mm-hmm. I want to spend every day of my, like, the rest of my life with her. And that yeah. was kind of like what that was. And I think that's totally fair coming from someone who's never been in love either. I would think Mm -hmm. I would search for like feelings I've never felt before. And then Mm -hmm. tangible things of like, Oh no, I literally can imagine like cooking with this person, like going to bed with this, but like, you know, like waking up in the morning with this person and doing normal daily things. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And so I believed I, I loved that response. And then I loved his analogy of like, you know, I didn't really know, I don't know if I can like pinpoint one thing, but it's, mm-hmm. it was kind of like when a plane takes off or, or a plane is landing, it's like mm-hmm. you don't really feel like the different de- degrees of where you're going. You might yes. feel your ears pop or something, but like you're just there on the ground. You're like, oh, my God, we landed. Oh, oh wait, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. No, I loved that analogy like the of descending. I loved that. Um, and yeah, it's it's a great analogy for what it does feel like to fall in love. Mm-hmm. Um and those feelings of like the beginning of love, you yeah, know what like, I mean? Did you feel like because you you obviously are <laughs> like you've yeah. been married for yeah for like and even so before my husband, really, yeah, right? like even before my husband, I was I I can say I was in love. Like he wasn't my first love, for sure. Um, you know, so I had had those feelings before, and I definitely know the difference between like the feelings of falling in love because it it, it is crazy, Kayla. There are times like, for me, I've experienced that falling in love where 
you literally are like lovesick. Like you, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Like wow. I was, oh I remember God, experiencing that. that. So cute. Isn't that crazy? I remember experiencing that one time and April was like, you're in love. And I was like, what? what? Like I can't eat, like my stomach's in that. But it wasn't like an anxiety thing. It was like, okay. I just, I'm so crazy about this guy. So like, overwhelmed with like every emotion. Yes. With just the thought of him and just mm-hmm. the whole That's relationship. Really it's, yeah, yeah it, it's powerful. Like it is. Yeah. Um, but then of course, for me again, it's like, and when I wrote, what I wrote down in this moment was, you know, but then true love is, is a decision. And this is why you can't get ma- get engaged in the honeymoon phase because mm-hmm. pretty much that's what happened. It's like he got into this mode and I believe him. I believe yep. that he felt everything he felt. Like he got emotional. He, you could tell in his voice, like you guys have to watch this because it was- Yeah, you, you have tell- to hear him. He can, his voice is cracking through a lot yes. of different points. You could tell in his voice, even when he was talking about being in love with her, Mm-hmm. how that felt. He was like, my friends, my family, they were like, they've never seen me like that. And I totally get that because I've been there. And so I believed him. Um, yeah. And and it just, I don't know, it was, it was really like powerful to hear. And it was, and then even when he went into just like, okay, how did you jump to like getting engaged? How did you go from not wanting to be here to being mm-hmm. engaged? And he just felt like, look, I've always, he said one thing that I was like, okay, this is, this is good. Like I've always trusted myself and my decisions. Like I know myself. He said that on the show as well, where he felt Mm -hmm. like, I know this is something that's 1000% going to last. I know it's crazy to everyone else, but it's, it's not crazy to me. Like I want to be with her forever. I want to have everything. Like the way he talked about it, Kay, I was like, yo, I believe him. I really do. I really believe him, you know? No, 100%. 100%. And I mean, we, we felt that on the show. We felt like, yo, yes, I think that they do feel these things for each other. Mm -hmm. And I think he won me over at the end of feeling like yes. that about Michelle. I really believed that. But as we get into when Nick asks, well, what, what happened? You know? Yep. That's where we kind of, there's there's so much to unpack there. But So let's go there. Let's go yeah. there. Like, you know, so basically <laughs> he broke up with her over the phone, you know, and talking about just that whole situation of how they broke up. And let's not go into it because we want people to watch it. But like, what were your thoughts on just little what were the of the aspects of just how that all kind of went down and like yeah what yeah no this is a great question because yeah the the interesting thing about this whole sequence and even watching it him saying he flat out says i broke up with her over the phone first it's the first thing he says Mm -hmm. and and you know me and my mom were watching this together and we were like oh no like and even nick is like (laughs) Yeah, Damn. <laughs> that ain't. Yeah, exactly. But then yeah. it's like when he puts it into context of how it happened, you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the perfect example of like why I've been telling everybody, like posting, like, yo, you thought one way about Nate, which I have in the past as well. Mm-hmm. Go watch this because you don't know fully until you hear someone's side of their story absolutely and that's what happened even in this exact moment of the phone call breakup it's like when he broke down the steps that it got got there you're like oh got it i kind of get how that makes sense 
Like yeah. you're traveling, you, you know, you just came from this trip, whatever, whatever. And um, I do want us to touch on what he said about Wango Tango because you. Oh, yeah. I yes, caught it. <laughs> you caught it. And not to make it a joke, but like Deb really clocked it. You were on it. You were mm-hmm. my spying with your little eye, like <laughs> on it. Um, But yeah. even just being like, yo, this wasn't the first time we've talked. We've like almost broken up. And it just, he said so many things that were like, it wasn't just like I woke up and was like, yep, I'm done. I'm going to call her and break up with her. I'm done. It was like, there was so much in between her birthday weekend in June and like, what do you say? January 1st? Listen, January 2nd was the first time they talked about breaking up, which is like a couple of days, like maybe a week after they came, became public. So they pretty much were together during the in-between when the show was airing. And then they, they, the AFR was like in December, like around Mm -hmm. Christmas time. And so January Mm -hmm. 2nd was the first time he talked about, you know, they got into this giant fight. It was like, they got into a huge fight on like the first and the second or something like that. It was like back to back days. And he went, he just left and drove away and started, you know, called Rodney was crying. Mm -hmm. Like, and he's getting emotional as he's talking about this, just like how it all broke no, he, down. And- he literally almost started crying, talking about the breakup over the phone, yeah. crying on the airplane. Nick yeah. Vial starts wiping his eye. Like, yeah, it was. you can tell in the room. And that. so I just want to say this real quick. Like, some of it is like, you can't just take his word for word. What I mean is that like, you have to hear it in his voice and then also take into account like sometimes these things are like you feel someone's gen- in, uh, you feel someone's genuineness, ingenuity yeah. um, in like that atmosphere with them. And so yeah. for other people to get emotional when he's getting emotional, that's how you know it's it's potentially real. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. And so I know sorry. there's going to be – no, I agree. And I know there's going to be cynics that are just like, okay, he brought on the waterworks so that people would all buy it and – I just, I don't know. I'm not that, I'm not a pessimist like that. So I just, for me, I, and I, you know, we read, we read, we will read people and we will, we do, we really do. And we have discern, we have pretty good discernment. Yeah. So when I tell you that, like, and you know, we talk about Nate all the time and we don't talk always good about him, which, you know, but, but so I was very skeptical, but I really did feel his heart. I did. And I felt for him because, and they had real issues. Like they really did. And, and, but here's, here's, okay. Here's what I want to go to. Yeah. Let's talk about just like, (laughs) okay. One, let's talk about when he was saying that things very quickly changed, like, from when they were filming to when they were alone, when they were Mm -hmm. together. And Mm -hmm. like, that is very worrisome because I, and I wonder how much more of that happens on this show than we know where, like there's so many things I want to talk, but like, there's that, there's, Mm -hmm. there's the idea that, you know, just them lasting as long as they did. Cause if they were talking about breaking up January 2nd, they were, that's pretty much like, yeah, they stuck it out. They kept working, but it seems like we were right that mm-hmm. the perception of they're this great, they're, they only were together on these red carpet events. Like 
you know, it's like we were right. Like, yeah, that was the and I beg to say the reason they even lasted as long as they did was because of that, because of mm -hmm. the, the perception and the, the pressure of just like the way it looks on the surface. And I don't know. Yeah. What, 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 uh, no, I think that, you know, uh, like there's so there's, there's so much in, in, in what he said, because the thing about what Nate said is that and. And I don't want, again, in defense of him, he's he's never like it never comes off like he's blaming Michelle no. or bashing her no, or anything. He's actually talking pretty respectfully of her. He's like, exactly. I still think the world of her. He's like, mm -hmm. whatever. But in, in saying like, it wasn't the same Michelle kind of like and it's like my my brain went to what we talked about, you know, on, you know earlier in the, uh, the fantasy suite part two with Rachel, it's like that bachelorette mode. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like, I just want to be Nate and Michelle. Why do we have to yeah. be perfect? Yeah. Um, and that I think that pressure, yeah, that, I think that's a big part of it. And, and, you know, Michelle, she is so full of grace. She is so PC. She is so like put together, but I think sometimes in an effort to uphold that, you put that above potentially just being yourself with this person because you still need to do that. Like you still need to get to know each other yeah. um, and to put to kind of like for that to come into play when mm -hmm. it should just be about you guys just being Nate and Michelle. I think I can understand that, but yeah. uh, being then, like a detriment. Yeah. And then him, him talking about like just the pressure to be perfect. Like, yeah. and he's like, look, I, I can't, I can't say like, look, I know that pressure to be bachelorette. That's a big part. That's a lot. That's, you know, that's something she had to deal with that I didn't, but he felt that in their relationship. And mm -hmm. when that has to do with like, also just when that has to do with, <sighs> let me say this. Mm -hmm. It's so, like you said, it's so detrimental to these relationships that we have to smile for the cameras and go mm -hmm. to these red carpet events when stuff is not good on the at home, right? Mm -hmm. Because it makes you feel like I don't want to be in a relationship that's fake. Like yep. I'm pretending and yep. not being real. Like I like I'm going to just say this. Her saying to him April Kayla, her saying to him, what are we going to tell them if cuz he said to her, "We're not I'm not doing CMAs next week. I'm just not doing it. Like I'm not doing it." Yeah. And she literally, your relationship is falling apart and you call him and say, well, what are we going to tell them? Because we're going to need to tell them something. Yeah, that I'm says sorry, a lot. That says a lot. Like, mm -hmm. why are you talking to him about CMAs when your relationship is falling apart? For like the fourth yeah. time, you guys are about to break up and you're talking to him about CMAs. Yeah. Like, girl, mm -hmm. bump CMAs, bump yeah. Wango Tango, bump it all. If yeah. you care that much, like stop putting that perception as like the forefront of your relationship. And it's clear that that had a big part to play in it. It just yep. did. And it, it yep. just makes a person in it feel like this is not real. This yep. is not. It. And I think Sorry, it, it can say? make. No, I think it can make someone like Nate look at their partner who is operating in that way, like a Michelle and look at them like, who is this? Like, right. I thought we were just us just kids together just so down to earth just so real and now it's become about all of this other stuff and we have first of all it's about all this other stuff and yeah we have communication issues we have 
there he mentioned some trust issues, which I don't know if you want to unpack that story. That was rather interesting. Oh, we have to we have to talk about that. <laughs> okay. We need to go to that now. Uh, we, we yeah. Just, One thing ahead. I do want to say yeah. though is like, you know, in just again, like bringing this bringing this up, I think it's a mirror towards like even like real life relationships, you know, outside of the bachelorette show. It's like I think there are people who date and it's like some issues that come up are like they're worried about optics of things or mainly worried about, I think, like being a perfect couple or being like having like my guy has to have every single tiny thing like together and be perfect. Like if he ain't doing that, then you know what I'm saying? Like, I think sometimes it's like, yo, like can we just be real normal people and stop worrying about like how big your ring is or like what the wedding looks like or like, you know, what it looks like to your friends or, and that goes vice versa. I'm not just talking about like women with men, but like, I think it's just interesting. Like, I think that's, you know, why we do this, like this whole channel is to like, look through these situations with the lens to like learn for ourselves. And like, that's something that I'm like, yo, if I'm ever in, especially if I'm ever in a potential public relationship as I go on my life, like that's something I want to be aware of, of just like keeping the main thing, the main thing of like, this is you and I period. And yep. not the outside stuff. So, but yeah, let's talk about the. Yeah, um, which is why I wouldn't, if I was in this situation, I would not do all of every little thing. I, I want, yep. I would want to see what exactly is in my contract that I have to do because I'm not doing it all. I'm just not. And yep. hey, I'll go to these events. Um, but hey, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's just hard because I feel like, any new relationship is going to go through just the, the, like we got into a fight or we're struggling or we're, and to have to be in this, this fishbowl in the mm-hmm. midst of that is just, it's just, it's like, it's, it's, um, it's just, it's inevitable that, that, that this yeah. would implode. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the, some of the main issues was, was trust, you know, cause Nate asked, Nick asked him, you know, was trust or insecurity. And he was like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say she's insecure. I mean, there was some issues, you know, there was some trust issues, but it wasn't just, you know, it was, there was some trust issues for him. And like, Mm -hmm. let's just talk about the story about her deleting the Instagram because there was a DM. Basically he saw just just happened to kind of look over her shoulder. It wasn't like he was looking in her phone or anything, but he just happened to see kind of a DM conversation with some big, he didn't say the name, but he said some country singer, country star or something. And then he thought, well, my, my fiance is a celebrity. So this is just <laughs> something I have to live with. This is something yeah. I have to recognize. Celebrities talk to celebrities and that's what they do. <clears throat> um, but then he saw that she deleted it. And that just made like all the flags go up. And he was like, what is that about? And then when he questioned her about it and was like, but this was the moment, the moment he said, okay, let's call your friend. Let me hear it from her. Mm -hmm. That's the moment that I'm like, it's not good. That's Mm -hmm. not good. Just that alone, just making her do that is is not great. That's, it's like now that seeds planted in your relationship, but then it's even worse when the friend is like, Michelle, I don't know what you're talking about. So it's obvious that, that wild. you know, that and again, so wild. one thing I want to say is like that we know there's two sides to every story. We know right. 
that this is not all Michelle. And he wasn't trying to say that it was, and he wasn't, this is, this is Nate's side of the story. And I would love to hear Michelle's. I don't know if we're going to get yeah. this kind of candid interview about it, but I would love to hear her side, but from what, from his side, if we're just listening to that right now and talking about that, it did feel like, man, I mm. don't, I don't see it to me, Kayla, there's no reason why you would need to delete that if it was completely innocent. Yeah. If it was completely innocent and you did absolutely nothing wrong in that relationship, mm. right. then there was no reason for you to delete it. Like. Yeah. Maybe, you know, because there have been times with like that and Will and I's relationship where we're like, wait, who was that texting you? Like, what is that? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that happens where it's like, cool. oh, an ex texted me. And one of the things you have to just learn is be like, let me show you or let me let you yeah. know what it said. Yeah. And if you want to see it, you can see it. And there should be enough trust that you don't need to see it. But the biggest the biggest fear is when you do see that it's been deleted, you're like, well, wait. Why'd you just, why'd you delete all the receipts and the evidence? Why? Or what? Because just because it made you uncomfortable, you weren't that uncomfortable to not make plans to go play basketball with his friends and your friends. I don't know. So, okay, here's, here's my thought though. Cause yeah. I do, I do want to say Nate again was only telling this story. It seemed from, from me that he was only telling this story to explain why he had, he had started having trust issues, not mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's why I don't trust her. It was just like that ple that seed was just planted. And from then he was just like, it was yeah. just in my head. And yeah. I'm not saying she actually did anything. It's just right. that's where it started for me, which I like that he clarified. Mm -hmm. But I think also just just to kind of like piece it together, because it's like, I don't I don't believe that Michelle did anything with this person. But what I do think is that if she's kind of operating in this very much I'm a public figure like optics and batch the rat and the pressure. I think within that is this kind of like, I don't know. I think if I for anybody, it'd be easy. Yes. Mm -hmm. I want to come off perfect, but I think it'd be easy for anybody who's in that space to kind of get a little bit, uh, you're getting a little too into it, into your own like level of, Oh, I'm friends with this country star and kind of feeling yourself a little bit. I think anybody could do that. I really do. And I think yeah. it's easy to kind of like do too much. And maybe you kind of like were feeling yourself a little bit and maybe said something that was like, oh, I shouldn't have maybe said that or whatever. And there was texting. You're like, OK, this just got to go. Like he's asked me for drinks like this should not have this should not have whatever. And you're just like delete the whole thing. Um, And I think that's yeah. without it being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to like, you know intentionally make this secretive thing and plan this whole thing with this other person and I'm gonna cheat on my fiance. Yeah. I don't think it was that. I think there's some kind of gray space between that. Yeah. But it was interesting. I mean, I think it was interesting and um yeah. I, I so one of the other things that he that Nick asked was like do you know if Michelle like read stuff about herself and like you know, when he kind of was like, yeah, probably for me, I was like, y'all both do. Y'all yeah. both did and do. So <laughs> don't true. act like you don't <laughs> like you do. Yeah. And that has a, that's, yeah. that's, it has a part to play. Like it does. And Absolutely. when you feel like you're kind of like living for the perception of, I loved how Nick put it, where it's like, you start to feel like you're reacting to yeah. these perceptions that it's just like, don't go there. But 
again, it's like it was really doomed from the beginning. A lot of these relationships are really doomed from the beginning if they don't, like you said, just keep the main thing the main thing. This mm-hmm. is my priority. This relationship mm-hmm. is over everything else. Mm-hmm. Like it's over the influence, influencing stuff. It's over the red carpets and the press. Yeah. It's over all of that. And if yeah. if I'm in a, I, there's never going to be a time that I'm like not in a good place with my partner and asking mm-hmm. them, so, hey, what about this event? Yeah. No. And I think that's what made it so bad is that like when he talked about the different times, the three different times, or, you know, by the third time when they almost broke up, he just went ahead and broke up with her. But yeah, um, it was like, he in in one he really explained everything y'all he really really did he even explained like why he didn't move to minnesota and it was because they had this argument january 2nd it was so bad he was crying in the parking lot with rodney on the phone right and it's like he told her like hey i'm not we need to work on this stuff before i like straight Mm -hmm. move there yeah and even when he did go there and i think he stayed there for a bit and like like a month over a a month month. he lived with her like we almost broke up then it's like it starts to just put things into perspective that like, yo, y'all's relationship was rocky from jump. And yet he the, pretty much uh, like him, yeah. the perception was just like from Michelle. Oh, we're just da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and we're just, you know, we just thought like our wedding is going to be like this, this, this. We want to say, you know, and COVID we, is still a thing. And like, I mean, and you and see his face in the yeah, back like, when she's saying these things, yeah. he's just like. Okay. And he said it, Deb. He was like, y'all gonna go watch his interviews and see. I'm not in it. I'm like upset. Like, cause we just fought about something. And I'm like, that's exactly. literally what you just, what you said. And it's like, you're just, ago, Deb. you're just faking it. And I don't want to be in a fake relationship. I don't want to be. And, and yeah. yeah, it's like, he just, he was so, he was so taken aback and sad. It, okay. Here's one other moment that was, that was crazy when, um, when he said, what do you miss, you know, do you miss her or do you like, what do you, and he, when he, he said, paused. he Kayla, paused for a while though, first of all, when <laughs> but he yeah. said, like, what, what was it? It was like, I miss the Michelle that I fell in love with, but I don't think I miss the Michelle that I broke up with. The other, the other one was, yep. I want, what is it that you what want? Do you, yeah. That yeah. you don't, that you didn't have. Yeah. Tell them what that, what he said about yes. that. What is it that you want versus yes. what you don't want? He said, well, the first thing, just to start it off real nice. He said, what well, was, what's something that in this relationship you would like to see in the next one? And he said, oh, just like, we had so much fun together. Like we were mm-hmm. kids. It was just yeah. so much fun. Like, oh my yeah. God, I've never had that much fun. And then, yeah, Nick asked, what did you, what do you need in the next relationship that you didn't get? And he was like. I need a partner and less of a coach. And when I tell you, me and Deb was gagged. Oh my God. I was <laughs> because like, we kind of called that. We kind of called that like this dynamic of yeah. the low key teacher, coach, like mothering. Let me teach you and sit down and tell you. And Nick was like, Do you feel like you had to apologize for a lot of stuff? Like, perfect. Second, like perfect, you know, secondary question to that, I guess. And and I noticed that too, in some of their really early interviews, like they did this newlywed thing, it was a Zoom and like, whenever he would answer something, she would just be like, no, I mean, no, that's not how we do it. And he's just like, yeah, that is, that's how we do it. And she's like, well, no, it's like, she was Mm. so focused on the perception and like, 
well, no, like you cook, but I clean up. Like it was just like little things that I'm like, Michelle. <laughs> and yeah. but that can be a trip for someone who's like, okay, you're supposed to be teaching me. So you're perfect. And I'm, I'm always wrong, but yet mm. we're at, we're, we're, you're putting press in front of us. And when we're at a press event, you're talking stuff that's, you're not even telling the truth. So yeah. why am I even listening or looking up to you to be my coach? And you're not even legit. Like I just, yeah. you know, those are the kind of issues that I think happen in these celebrity relationships that I'm like, you have to keep the main thing, the main thing and be real with each other. Yeah. Like, and I think the other, other stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the other interesting thing that was brought up was kind of like the difference between obviously this entire interview with them and um, Nick's uh, associate producers bringing up the specific things that Michelle has, you know, said kind of in the press, just like when it first, when they first broke up, just alluding to like her feeling like basically blindsided or not yeah. seeing it coming. Yeah. And I thought Nate's response was perfect. He was like, Hey, if she genuinely felt that way, I can't take that from her. But mm -hmm. yeah, I can't take that away from her. But I know for a fact, like this was not the first time we even talked about breaking up. This was like the third. And then I think that that kind of definitely falls in line with this kind of picture he he's painting with his side of the story of like Michelle just falling so much into the optics and how things are coming off. Yeah. And just kind of being like, yeah, I didn't even like see it coming, you know? And it's like, girl, what she's talking about. <laughs> um, but then also, um, she, there was one other thing, but maybe I'll remember in a second, but go, go ahead. Deb. I was going to say too, like, he didn't say this, but one of the things that I felt like was kind of under the surface was just like Michelle, like, I don't understand what's going on. And Michelle being a little bit like, is she all right? Like she, he literally kept being like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I literally was like, and this is what, this is what made me think that when he talked about her birthday weekend and how he, he went to talk to her friends because even he was like, he said, cause even yes. they weren't having a good time. And I was like, that was Please. interesting. I was like, wasn't that, that interesting? Cause I was like, yes. it almost gave me this and I'm, I'm saying this, he didn't say this, but it almost gave me this energy of like, Michelle's let Finn get to her head. She's changing. She's not who she was. She's just, or then, or maybe something's going on with her. Like she's, she's just changed or she's different or she's like, is she okay? Cause he said like, like it's not like she changed. He said, he said it without saying it. He's like, I mean, it's not like Michelle changed into this horrible human being. It was just, right. but in, in that he's kind of saying she changed. She did. She was very different than how she was when they were filming, but it was to me that was interesting that he talked about how his even even her friends weren't having a good time. It was just a bad weekend all all around, and I'm like, man, what's going on? And he didn't, yeah. you know. So I don't know. I I think, I think, and this is me. He didn't say this, but mm -hmm. I think that Michelle is struggling with the pressure of being famous, Absolutely. becoming. Absolutely. Being famous, the pressure of being perfect, the pressure of the perception, not just in a relationship, not just. And she she thinks I I because she is so put together, she thinks I got it all. I got it. I'm good. I'm all set. I'm good. It's all right. But she's not like so yeah. many people talk about how this affects your mental health so much that 
I I could see her come trying to come off as though everything's fine. I'm fine. Everything's good. Like, yeah, yep. this is what I want to do. I want to take the year off my, from teaching and I'm just going to, yeah, I'm enjoying this and I want to give back to charity and I'm going to do this. And I'm. it's like, yeah, it everything always is, so, is so put together that it's yeah. like, it's okay if it's not, honey, it's fine. And yep. Yeah, like even to the point her, of him, but, even yeah. to the point of him saying like, you know, because Nick even asked like, so yeah, like, did you guys cut off all communication or like? And he was basically like, you know, it took us a, it took us about a week to really officially break up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even then we we were kind of like, you know, went went back and forth of whether or not we were gonna get back together. And then by yeah. July, it was just over. Yeah, and Nick was like, yeah, like I mean just be candid like she blocked you right like right and he was like yeah that was weird i don't i don't really <laughs> and he basically she blocked him and then called him and was like oh my god i didn't mean to block you like i don't know the difference between unfollow and block and we're all like there's a couple steps you gotta take to, um, to block somebody sis this so have you ever blocked was- somebody deb i've never blocked somebody but i think i've yeah. been blocked no, so you, the way you have to block someone is you have to go, you have to go to like their page and like click this one thing, scroll down on this like options mm. and go block them. Like it's not just like the unfollow button. Right. It's like you have to go, fi- you have to know how to block. You, you gotta go have looking to for it. Right. How to block somebody. Right. So even then, yeah. I'm like, Michelle, just be like, because even Nate was like, yo, whatever it is, it's like, yo, whatever you need to do, I get it do that like if you need to block me do that but it's like why not just say yeah i had to block you yeah it's just, so it's, it's fine i don't know it's this just, was the weird. only other moment in the interview where i was like he's not saying what really went down with the whole blocking situation i think he probably he probably did something that was kind of like because he even said he was like mm-hmm. it got messy like it got really messy that's, that's kind of what he said and i think maybe there was some there was just some messiness that probably didn't make him look very good and so he kind of was like, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of it, but pretty much, yeah, it was weird. She blocked me. I think there was a, there was a yeah, reason why she blocked him. And- I think that it was the other way around. Because I think if he's saying, I miss the Michelle I, bro- I got with, fell in love with, but I don't miss the Michelle I broke up with. Mm-hmm. And, then in, and then after that saying, it was messy. Mm-hmm. But then saying, it to me that insinuated she was being something on her end because okay. if he if he did something right why is she calling him like oh my god i didn't even mean to block you like why would she do that it would yeah. be clear why she blocked him so that's what i thought i took it anyway like it got messy yeah. but i'm not saying again i don't want to blame it on michelle and i really do like what you said earlier i really hope that she does one of these because yeah. i think it's definitely not all on her but yeah, that's just how I saw it, especially if this whole narrative of like Michelle is kind of different. Like, yeah, who is this? Who is this Michelle? So, yeah, that's how I took it. But well, I I want to wrap it up because I okay, I'm going to wrap it up because I really want people to go and watch. We pretty much covered everything. Yeah. Um, oh, he did. Hope- he did touch on yeah. the Deandra piece, which we talk about that. I mean, I mean, I could just go ahead and say y'all like it was nothing. Like, yeah, we talked about it on a pod. So I just wanted to go ahead and like rectify it. Like they're both I think Nigerian. He recognized, he recognized that the optics looked bad and that the it was optics really, bad. But I don't believe that. 
<laughs> you don't believe it? I think it could go either way. I was like, oh, that's true. Like, yeah. I forgot that they were both Nigerian. He seems really friendly. I don't know why you go, He's go touching is like out to her to come out to your birthday party if they if y'all are nothing. That's, that's a good point. That doesn't make sense. So I'm like, okay. Okay, sure. well, moving on. But yeah. it's fine. Anyway, but yeah, anyway. but I, I have to run. So um no, yeah. Somebody's okay. ringing my doorbell right now, actually. Oh. So I get you. But <laughs> no, um, but thank you guys again for joining us for our tea party. And please like and subscribe and check out our podcast, All the Right Reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, and we will see y'all next week for yes. Bachelorette. Yeah, we'll Final. be we'll be back on Wednesday because the yeah. episodes are now on Tuesdays. So oh, are they? We'll be yes. Okay. Episodes are now officially on Tuesdays going into paradise. So we'll be back Wednesday with our recap. And um, yeah, keep on the lookout with our podcast because we will be like building up some like um, content exclusively for that. And thank you guys again. Yeah, for watching. Go check out this interview for yourself. Um, please do. Please do. Yeah, please yes. do. And yeah, we love you guys. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Peace. Peace out.